Hey IDP Army, Jordan Reigns here with the IDP 411 Podcast. Just want to tell you guys today about our sponsor of the show, ExpandTheBoxScore.com. ExpandTheBoxScore.com has premium NFL and college football stats. They're adaptable, they're affordable, there's all kinds of great stuff on there from the NFL to college football. It's great for people that are in the Devi leagues looking to uh, get that edge over their, their league mates. So go check out ExpandTheBoxScore.com, proud sponsor of the show. And now, without further ado, on to the IDP 411. In a wormhole, probably about to burn. In a white tunnel, are you ever gonna learn? See a land, probably gonna merge. Gonna be dead laying in the dirt. What up, gentlemen? This is the IDP 411. I'm Jared Gray, Jordan Reigns, and the Dynasty Chef. What's uh, up, guys? Hey, Some hey. crazy stuff this morning. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, let's get right to it. Do it. Um, I'm gonna go with my guy, obviously, because I've been high on him for a long time. And for me, that would be Navel Galmore. I would say the biggest things for Navel Galmore is when he first started. Um, he was kind of more of like the just sit there and shed, you know, hold blockers. He wasn't a guy they pushed down the field, you know, and that that's on Stoops. Uh, you know, uh, not Bob Stoops, his brother, when he's defensive coordinator. He just made him sit there. You know, and since then, you know, he's got a has 147 total tackles, which is a lot for a defensive tackle. Uh, six and a half tackles for loss. He's had 21 and a half tackles for loss over the last three years. Uh, that That's a lot yeah. for a guy that was just basically there to just sit there and stop. You know what I mean? People. I mean, you got to see him in person. What do you think, Jordan? Yeah, um, Steve and I got to see him at the Senior Bowl. I mean, he looked he looked really good to me. Um, I remember him being very fluid. Um, you know, the coaches seemed to really like him. I noticed that. <clears throat> he picked up on what they're saying. He seemed very coachable, I guess is the right way to say it. So, yeah, I mean, I like him a lot. I think, you know, if you're in a D-tackle-specific league, I mean – He's one of the top three guys in this class, you know, him, Ken Law, and Brown. So, yeah, I think he's a, a great pick at number 11. You know, I think he's a safe pick. I mean, he's going to have a pretty solid floor, and I think he's got a lot of ceiling too, you know. We we did talk to him on the field a little bit, Steve and I did, and, you know, he seemed, you know, very – he seemed very business-oriented, but he was also, like, really chill, so – I, you know, I think he's, I think he's got the right mindset and the right skill set, you know, to be a playmaker in the NFL. Yeah, I like him. He's going to be a first round pick. I mean, pretty much consensus. So, well, not completely consensus, but I've seen a lot of mocks that have him going in the first round. Yeah, so. he's he's in my late mock first round. Uh, I think the combine is going to be a big deal for him and a lot of guys that we talk about today. Uh, I can see a guy or two on our list that could drop. If they jack up the combine, they could drop to the third round. And, and I really mean that. So uh, we'll see with Gallimore. Uh, I think he's going to ball out. I think he's going to run a 4.740. Uh, at 300 pounds, a 4.740 is ridiculous. So we'll see what happens. Uh, the next guy I uh, want to talk about is a guy that I was super impressed with. And I know that you're, you know, you guys got to see him also as Bradley and I. Yeah. And have Steve show, pop him up for us real quick, and yeah, he was—he's a big guy for me. He was another guy that at the uh, the Senior Bowl that stood out. Um, he 
he seemed to be, you know, just very cerebral, very kind of aware. Um, a lot of people were kind of gravitating towards him whenever we were talking to him. Um, and when he went out and played that week, you know, he had like three sacks. Um, you know, and the, there was a lot of guys from Utah represented at the Senior Bowl, and there's going to be a lot of guys from Utah drafted. I mean, they had a great defense. Um, you know, they yeah, had was there too from that that defense, and uh, who else was that? I think Eason was there, right? Is that that their quarterback? No, it's Washington. Jordan Love, he was there. Well, Jordan Love went to Utah State. Oh, different. Okay. Well, there was, there was a lot of guys from Utah there, but Bradley and A, you know, he. To me, he's a, a kind of a sleeper in this draft at defensive end or edge rusher, I guess. Um, I haven't seen him go in the first round. In, in I mean, he had 13 sacks today or 13 sacks this year. He had three in the senior bowl against a, some good guys that had good offensive, you know, good offensive line in the senior bowl. 14 yeah. tackles for loss. I don't think they never let him really pin his ears back. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have the interview we did with him is uh, two episodes back. If you guys are listening, IDP Army, what's up, guys? Um, it's also on our YouTube channel, so you can check that out. But uh, we, I know, I think that his he's got a high flo- high floor. I think he has a pretty high ceiling. If he ends up on the right team that needs an edge rusher, and I know he's going to see the field a lot, I, I'm going to be drafting him a lot. Um, you know, probably in the third, fourth round of rookie of rookie drafts this year. I like his attitude. Yeah. You know, he just, he's, he's a headhunter. He just, I mean, like back forth, back and forth, up and down. I mean, he just, he, I'm buying in. I, I mean, maybe that's, you know, maybe there's not as much uh, analysis there as, as there I think be. he's a guy that could slip out of the second mm-hmm. round, but he's also a guy that could slip into the first round. I know. That's you know, if somebody that's likes him enough, I mean, he's he looks so really good at the senior bowl. He's technical, he's powerful, he's smooth. Um, you know, he's the right size. He's got the right mentality. Uh, his dad, he, he said in our interview, his dad played for the Eagles. So, I mean, he's got pe- NFL pedigree. I mean, this, he just he knows what to do. He's going to get drafted, and I think he's going to perform. So, Yeah, I, I like him. I think he's going to be a solid dude. I, I really think that people I'm are going to get what they want. I'm excited to see his athletic testing scores this week at the, at the Combine for sure. Me too. They're doing a few new things at the Combine uh, this year. So uh, I'm pretty excited just to see that. Are you another guy? You know, I'm a small school guy. Like I like those guys that come out of nowhere. And we've got two or three on this list. Um, obviously, Utah's not a small school, but let's be real. How many Utah guys do we really talk about? They've got some guys that are going to play this year, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like there's always that one or two player from Boise State that has a big, you know, oh, we got to get this guy, Lane Vandrash, right? Uh-huh. Uh, when he came out, uh, he was a guy like, oh, this guy's ridiculous, you know. And then, yeah, I want to just got that one or two guy from that from that area that you're just like, okay, this dude's a baller. So the next guy we're going to talk about Curtis Weaver, which I think you can see this guy legit make some moves. You know, 52 tackles this year, 32 solo, 13 half sacks, 19 half tackles for loss. Yes, that's not a bad year for no, a defensive one. lineman. <clears throat> yeah. And you know, I, I think this defensive line class is solid, dude. I do. I think there's some I think there's gonna be some guys that you can play this year that will be, you know, more than serviceable, kinda like last year when you got, you know, um Montez Sweat, Josh Allen, Max Crosby. I think there's gonna be a couple of guys 
you know, like that in this class. And Curtis Weaver definitely has what it looks like it takes to be that guy. <clears throat> um, I haven't watched a whole, whole lot of him, but the stuff that I have watched, I mean, he looks just powerful. I mean, he looks like he knows how to use his body to get where he wants to go um, and quickly. So I like him. Yeah, he's a stud, man. I, I think people are going to be – he's going to be one of those guys that he's so sound and he's such a small school guy, so he's got a lot of stuff to prove. I mean, Boise State, I guess you can say, is not a small school. But let's be real. They're not they're not a power five team. So mm-hmm. you're instantly not a big school guy. Even though Boise State has been – you know, the early 2000s was a beast of a school when it came to upsetting everybody. And Curtis Weaver, and they've always put out a guy or two, you know, Demarcus Lawrence, you know, Curtis Weaver, LV, you know. So <clears throat> I just want to want him to stay healthy and prove that he, he can ball out, and I think he can. We'll just see where he's at. Not really sure. Uh, I'm going to throw in some linebackers here a little bit for our next guy. I like Zach Bond, and I know that you guys got to see him a little bit too. You know, he's a guy that really could show himself to be a leader in the group. Uh, 75 tackles, 52 solo, 12 and a half sacks. Um, Bond's kind of like that. I don't know who I really can compare him to. I mean, you got to see him in person. It, does he look as jacked as he is in person? Yeah, he was He was a pretty big dude. Um, they were putting him kind of all over the field. They had him playing inside linebacker a little bit, but he seemed to excel really when they put him up on the line and had him kind of rush a little bit from what I saw. I mean, he's 6'3", 235. Yeah, 19 and a half tackles for a loss. I mean, that's woo, That's a big number right there. And I mean, I'll take that out of a linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> And to know that he can play linebacker or, you know, that end. He's definitely a guy that, you know, he's going to go in the first two rounds, probably in the top, you know, 40, 45 picks, if I imagine, if I had to guess. Um, I was looking at a mock earlier today that had him going to the Colts at 34. I thought, I thought that, I mean, that Colts seem to be very defense minded right now. They need a quarter, well, they need a quarterback, but to get a guy like Vaughn in the second round, like it. I'm a little worried about that. Well, for the Colts, I don't know if the Colts take him just because they've got a pretty good group at linebacker with Walker and Leonard, um, depending on what they decide to do. Yeah, Houston's getting a little old, though, you know. And Houston is definitely – could definitely use it. He's good. I, I mean, he was good last year. He was top top, top 10, top 12 guy, I'm pretty sure, from what I remember, um, 90p, one, two, three scoring. But I mean, Banigou or Bonagou, whatever that guy's name was, he didn't. Ben Banigou. Yeah, Ben Banigou. He had a kind of eh year, and maybe they bring in Bond, you know, and they make you know make them kind of shake it out, and maybe bring them up and together, and you know, get one more year out of Houston, maybe another if he has another good. Yeah, year. that's what's crazy. Ben Banigou led the like led the league in, in in college. He led the league in quarterback pressures, and then now you're like, uh, what did he do last year? And I don't really know. Maybe he just didn't get the playbook. Uh, so you could see that. But definitely could see Zach Bond come up. I mean, the 52 solo tackles basically just screams Matt Milano to me. Yeah. 
You know I what I mean? Sacks. I like the tackles for walks. I like that the people and a lot of the scouts at Senior Bowl seem to like Zach Bond. I like that his draft capital has generally been pretty high all through draft season. So there's a lot to like about him for IDP for the next year and, you know, versatility. You know, maybe he he does get some actual linebacker play as well as some pass rushing snaps. So, Okay, so the next guy that I'm going to talk about uh, who I really, really like, and I know that you guys had asked me about him prior when I was here, and I appreciate you guys looking out for me, wanting, wanting me to ask questions even though I wasn't at the Senior Bowl, uh, Akeem Davis-Gaither. Uh, for me, I love, you know, guys from small schools. Like I said, Appalachian State finally, you know, became a Division One a couple years ago. To have 101 tackles last year and basically 50 solo, 50 sacks, or five sacks, not 50, 14 and a half tackles for loss. And, dude, he, to me, he looks about as cut as it comes for a guy who's – a small school guy that really got overlooked coming, coming out, you know, yeah. to go, go to college. I agree. I think he's uh he might be the sleeper of this group. We might've should have had him up at 11. I think that he's, you know, like you said, kind of been slept on. I mean, he had 101 total tackles this last year, but as a junior, he had, you know, 96. I mean, he had seven and eight pass deflections the past few years. So, I mean, he, he knows kind of what's going on. I think, and he, he produced, you know, two years in a row. It wasn't like it was just a one-year thing either. Um, 14 and a half tackles for loss. I mean, he can he can get behind the line of scrimmage, you know. So I, I like that a lot. And he, you know, at the Senior Bowl, we did get to see him too. So a lot of these guys kind of in this later part of this, you know, list here, kind of some of them we got to see at the Senior Bowl. I mean, he looked good, and he was getting a lot of attention from the coaches too. And, um, you know, he's from, from the scouts, from what I saw. So there was a lot of teams very interested in him. There are a lot of teams that would benefit from a guy like him too. You know, I mean, the you know the Raiders, maybe they wait, don't take one of those really really big, you know, big names in the first round, and maybe they get Davis Gaithers, you know, around. Yeah, he's a guy that I could he could jump in. I think he could be a late second round guy. Um, But I could could drop into the third. I could see a team going to get him too if they really wanted him, and just maybe making a little bit of move, maybe overpaying to be like, we just this this is it, you know? Yeah, this dude. I mean, if you if you watch the tape on this guy, he definitely sees the play. Mm -hmm. I mean, to have a hundred tackles your junior and senior season, um, you know, at Appalachian State, and people can say they're small school all you want, but they've got some guys. You know, he had 100 tackles each year. You know, 14 and a half tackles for last last loss last year just tells me he sees the play. You know, and that's something that intrigues the crap out of me when it comes to a player that, hey, let's go get this dude because he sees it. He he actually reminds me a lot of Kenneth Murray in that aspect because you just want to see a guy that can see a play develop, and I think he sees that and make the right which is why he's so intriguing to me. Um, another guy I want to talk about, a uh, guy that it seems like he's flying up draft boards, is Kyle Duggar. Uh, you guys got to see him. He definitely has a swagger about him. He has – he's definitely – he was the smallest school guy that went to the group, right? 237 tackles, 152 solo, you know, at a, the small school. I don't – honestly, I just think he flew under the radar. Because 
you don't have 10 interceptions, six and a half tackles for loss, 152 solo tackles, 36 pass deflections, six forced fumbles, and six fumble recoveries. Bro, that's why he went to the senior bowl. Yeah. Because those stats are gaudy. Yeah, those are – He looked as advertised, right? Yeah, he looked good at the senior bowl. And a lot of the scouts, you know, the guys, you know, a lot of that stuff, you know, I'm, you know, kind of new to this stuff. You know, I don't know necessarily what I'm looking at. You know, there's a lot of different stuff happening on the field, a lot of different position players, but you talk to the guys around you and there's just hundreds of NFL scouts and, you know, guys that do this for a living, you know, and have done it a lot longer than I have. And he was somebody that was consistently brought up on the defensive side that had looked, like you said, looked as advertised. They're like, we were very interested to see him, you know, because we kind of heard, you know, and here he is here, so we get to see it. And they're like, he – you know, he was definitely a standout on the defensive back squad at the Senior Bowl um, during practices. Let me give some a quick shout out to our man Steve because this I'm loving this card right here. Mm-hmm. I mean, just basically, if this doesn't show what he he, I mean, just the way he acts with his arms spread out and everything, that just tells you everything about this kid. He's got some swagger. He's confident. He's confident. He's a baller and. And I love to see that. I, I love seeing a small school guy prove, you know, make the jump, you know, and be somebody. You know, he's a perfect story for the NFL, too. And this is what you want to see, guys like that. And I, I really like him. I think he's going to be – He should be, he should be a steal. too, because he looked I – mean, he looked he look like an athletic freak. So Yeah, I'm excited to see. I mean, you don't put those stats up and not be athletic. I would like. I can't wait to see what his. I, I want to see if he's going to break into the four four range. You know, if he if he runs a four four, and he has some good uh, drills, watch out. He, he could be that be, guy that he might, be, he might be my favorite defensive back prospect in this class. If I'm being number two, for, he's Okuda's got to be number one for me. I mean, well, I'm talking for IDP. If this guy plays safety or comes up in the box and plays like some linebacker, like Jabril Peppers or some crazy shit, yeah, I, I think that he's he's going to be a gold mine. So I want, I hope he gets drafted high so that I know he's on the field a lot, and that's going to make me want to draft him. Uh, another guy that's climbing up boards, it seems like uh, Troy Die. Um, he's a guy that I like, and I, and I finally got to watch some tape on him towards the end of the season. 84 tackles, 52 solo out of a corner safety area guy that four pass deflections, nine and a half tackles for loss, two and a half sacks. Those are some pretty good numbers from a guy that you just – you don't expect that out of a defensive back. You know what I mean? Mm, Troy Dodd, he's a linebacker. Well, sorry, uh, a guy who – not a defensive back. A guy who was he brought in safety, I think, as a defensive back and do what he did. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was one of the first guys that I uh, took notice of in this class. Um, you know, for whatever reason, I was watching some stuff on Oregon, and he just kept kind of popping up. I've been following him on Twitter. To be honest, he had a down year. Did, did he get injured this year? Do you know? I don't remember hearing anything about that. I do know uh, Steve will look something for us. I do remember that. I mean, he's played all four years. He's been pretty consistent. I mean, 90 tackles, 91, 107, 109, and then 84. So he was a little lower this year. Um, but maybe they did play him more in coverage, like you were saying, and that, that took away some of that. 
Yeah, I'm not really – I'll have to look at that. It's – I think in just in general, he's – he could be a guy that – and like I said, the combine could show a lot for him. You know, uh, I love the pass deflections. I love the tackles for loss. You know, two, two and a half sacks, which means I would tell you they put him more, in, you know, in the backside. But he, he honestly reminds me a lot of Jalen Brown when you're talking about – when you're talking about stat-wise. You know, we're, we're talking about a guy who's pro-typical. Uh, he played in 13 games this year, Steve said. So, you know, he, he played basically every game this year. Uh, he must have missed one game because I know they played 14 because they, the, they played in the championship game or their championship game the, at the Pac-12. Um, so, yeah, he must have missed one game somewhere. Um but I mean, he's six four, two thirty. But he's got coverage skills. It looks like you know, and to have two and a half sacks, uh, you know, he's he also caused two forced fumbles. He had two interceptions this year, um, four pass deflections. I mean, you can't pretty yeah. solid dude. I think he's going to be a solid prospect. I mean, he especially if he could get on the field. You know, I mean, he he's got some the tools. He's got the experience. He's been a starter. Um, you know, all four years, he's been productive all four years. Uh, what's not to love about that? So, Yeah. Um, the next guy that I want to talk about is a guy that I'm a little weary about. He's on our list because I, he's at the right school, right? And for me, Terrell Lewis is – the combine could seriously hurt this guy if he doesn't test well because he did not have a big year this year. Right, eleven out tackles for loss. Great, six sacks, averaged thirty-one tackles, twenty-one solo. They had the schedule this year where he should have balled out. I mean, he could have just launched up the draft board if he had the year that you know I think they expected out of him because they played in enough small schools and really schools that weren't that great. I think they only played two ranked schools, right, until they played Michigan in the bowl game. So they played three ranked schools, I think. Um, they lost two of those, by the way. Um, I really expected more out of him, and I think this is where I'm iffy about him, right? Yeah. He was one of those big, big-tier big guys that, you know, high prospects come out of high school that – you just don't know what could happen at the combine, you know. What do you think? Yeah, I want to see how he does at the combine, I guess. Um, he didn't really, like you say, he didn't really have a prolific year. I feel like he was at the senior bowl, but he, like, hurt his foot or something. I don't remember exactly. That was, like, or day one or something. But, yeah, I mean, he was an Alabama player. Um, so I know somebody – I know you told me originally somebody got hurt. It might have been him. So, yeah, I mean, I don't was he the guy that they were messing with? Uh, yeah, well, I, that might have been. That might have been him. I can't remember exactly. One of the coaches was given one of the guys who rolled his ankle. Hell, but, I mean, he's a big boy, him. man. He's six six five, two fifty. Yeah, but like you said, yeah. I mean, he just he's not popping off the stat sheet. I mean, but I mean, for what that is, eleven and a half tackles for a loss in ten games still isn't bad. That's won a game basically i'm okay with that um we'll see how he does at the combine though 
you know, then this could be a big week for him, you know, showcase that he's really, you know, ready to take it to the next now, level. I'm pretty sure he tore his ACL or something like that uh, a couple of years ago because um, <clears throat> he only has two years of of play. Uh, so I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure he tore his ACL a couple of years ago. So we could see, you know, we only got basically as a linebacker, you know, it's my fault. Uh, 21 solo tackles is not something that I'm it's keen about. Great. No, that's not great. But I mean, I think he was more of an edge rusher, really. Yeah. But I mean, he's just a guy to keep your eye on. I don't think we need to linger on him too long. I mean, we'll see how he does this week. We'll see how he does in the draft, and then, you know, we'll reassess. But we wanted to bring him up. Um, I know the next person that we kind of popped on our list because we wasn't really sure uh, is Uche, uh, yeah, Josh Uche sure. from Michigan. 33 tackles, 21 solos, seven and a half sacks, 10 tackles for loss, two fumble recoveries, a one force fumble, and a pass deflection. He's he's not a tall guy, as you can see in this picture uh, and in this card. But he is consistent. You know, he's a guy that I think people are talking a lot about. And he, you know, don't know exactly where he's going to fall out. I think he's going to be a late second round guy. You know, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see. But, I mean, what's the right school? He had a good coach. Harbaugh tends to, you know, mold these players pretty well. Yeah. And, at least you know where he got coached at. He's got a really good, uh, you know, first move off the line of scrimmage from what I've seen. He's very fast, um, got very twitchy, I guess is maybe the right word. He just seems like he's in sync, you know. Um, he, I think he had a sack or two, or at least half a sack in the actual senior bowl. And he was, along with Bradley and A, he was one of the other main kind of defensive end, edge rusher guys who really excelled at everything that I saw all week across the board. Um, he's a guy that I, I definitely like. Like you said, he's a little bit undersized, I think. Uh, I mean, he's 6'2", which yeah. kind yeah. of in that weird spot I, where yeah, he can I don't get have, under a lineman. Yeah, I've seen – I mean, I saw a mock where they had him going to the Steelers. I wouldn't mind that if they got rid of Bud Dupree. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That's like in the second round, I think – that would be, you know, a nice compliment for T.J. Watt. I mean, if you can get seven, eight sacks out of him on a consistent basis, I mean, that's basically what you've got on a Bud Dupree, right? So, cheaper. He, he's, he'd be a lot cheaper. That's exactly what we're talking about. So, yep. um, yeah, I could, that, that's a spot for him for sure. Uh, I could see that. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see where he comes from. Uh, last guy on our list, uh, which I'm high on because – I loved his dad playing football. Um, Antoine Winfield Jr., right? This dude, you know, Minnesota guy, 83 tackles, 58 solo, seven interceptions, three sacks, two forced fumbles, a pass deflections, and a touchdown, right? If you watch him, man, he's a rover. I mean, he just seems to be around the ball. And he's a guy that I'm extremely high on. To be honest with you, 
Yeah, I'm 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 with you. I think he's one of the better safety prospects in this class. Um, you know, especially from a tackling point of view. I mean, he was very productive. Uh, I didn't watch his dad or anything, but I've been aware of him and seen him on a lot of scouts uh, list. Very high. You know, um, I mean, you kind of have to trust these scouts at this point. I'm not a scout. I, I read a lot of their stuff and. You know, I think there's enough eyes on it where enough guys can will that are capable will see stuff. And you know, a lot of people really—he's one of the guys that I see consistently high on people's defensive back, uh, you know, safety rankings. Now again, let's let's talk about this. These are this year's stats. Mm-hmm. Seven interceptions. Yeah, I mean that's got. You want to talk about gaudy? Dude, three sacks. I mean, he he's everywhere from the backside all the way to right in your mouth, you know, player. Which reminds me a lot of probably your favorite safety in the league in Jamal Adams. I do love me some Jamal Adams. Because Jamal Adams scares you on the backside. And he just comes out of nowhere and gets you a sack, you know, and a forced fumble and then an interception and then a touchdown and then – He's probably the most he's the most versatile and capable. He might be the most versatile and capable player in the whole NFL. I mean, when you really think about it. I'm interested to talk about it. To finally have your a time to shine in Antoine Winfield Jr.'s senior season, you know, he did this. He did not have, you know, and I don't know if it was like just the coaching aspect or whatever. Uh, just how they ran the defense. But Minnesota balled out this year. He balled out this year. I'm as impressed, dude. I, I really like this kid. And I think I think he went from probably a fourth-round, fourth, fifth-round guy last year to a first- and second-round guy this year. I'm really excited to see how he tests out, to be honest with you, in his pro day and in the combine. So yeah. I, I'm actually – he didn't get a senior bowl invite, did he? I don't think he was there, no. Which is really Not interesting to me because they didn't have gaudy players on the backside. So That was something like that during the press conference that um, Jim Nagy, the guy who runs it, kind of said, you know, they do invite some of those guys. He said, but a lot, one of the main things that the senior bowl prides himself on is, you know, including all guys – you know, kind of at all levels based on their talent. They want to get some of these lesser-known guys a chance to be I mean, seen. Like we said, Kyle Duggar could have been out of the mix. In exactly. That Kyle Duggar could have just been a guy that people had heard about, but because he was at the Senior Bowl, he was a guy that a lot of people had eyes on, you know, a lot of organizations had eyes on. And even if it's just in one tiny concentrated microcosm of a week, it's still more exposure than he would have got from the, you know, five, 10, 15 scouts that saw him all year. You know what I mean? So Yeah, I agree. Um, well, that gets our list 11 to 20. The combine starts today. Obviously, introductions, the guys are getting their clothes and their spandex and all, whatever. Yeah. Uh, kind of a guess- shorter episode today, but, you know, we're just kind of prepping you guys for the week, you know, and the, the, the draft really, you know, get some names out there in your heads. These are some guys to watch. You know, they hopefully all do well and test well and 
you know, continue to have success at the next level. That's what we obviously want for all these guys, but you know, it may or may not happen, but I'm excited to see how they do this week. All right. I'm going to bring Steve back in here and let us know what we missed because I think that we got everything, but I'm sure that I missed a, a thing or two. So Steve pop back in here and let me know when you're ready. Uh, what did we miss big fella? Uh, you didn't miss anything. Uh, just going to mention that uh, Troy Dye had a broken thumb during that period. Gotcha. Yep. And uh, I don't know if I can mention this enough. Uh, you you said you were really high on Antoine Winfield Jr. I don't know if you're high enough on him. Really? <laughs> yep. You're big on him, huh? I think so. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I think he's great. Yeah, I, think he's, I think he's that good. I, I really do. Yeah. I, I like players with pedigree and like Bradley and a right. Good example. You know, Antoine Winfield Jr. You know, we're talking about ball off, man. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how good he is. Well, that's good. I'm glad we covered everything and didn't miss too much. Uh, Terrell Lewis. Did he have the ACL? Yeah. Okay. And I was right. So I'm right. (laughs) Um, We'll see how it works out. Uh, Guys are like this group. I like to set up a, Leave us a comment. Let us know how you like the setup. Yeah. And until next week. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. In the wormhole, probably about to burn. In the white tunnel, are you ever going to learn? See and land, probably going to merge. Going to be dead laying in the dirt. Funny how you smart, but you still a nerd. Play your part, girl gon' turn at heart.